0: I'm Callum Jaspin, and today another edition of audio campaign review we have a fantastic panel joining us here today to discuss the biggest Christmas ads we've seen so far as the year quickly races to a close so introducing that panel first up we have creative lead at 72 and sunny and longtime MNC Saatchi group creative director Andy Fleming hey Andy welcome
1: How are you? hello happy Christmas
0: Happy Christmas. Uh, we have Executive Strategy Director at Chet Network Brisbane, Katie Peacock. Hello, Katie, and welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And Managing Editor of Indie Shop, Bear Meets Eagle on Fire, Toby Hussey. Hey, Toby. It's um,
3: I'm actually Managing Director there, but I'll take Managing Editor as well. That sounds pretty Did good. I say Managing Editor? What? Sorry, I'm
0: too used to having my boss <laughs> <pulse> on here. <laughs> All good. And, um, um, thanks for having me. You're, my pleasure. And I think that just shows uh, how used to I am doing this every week. So um, I guess we're talking about Christmas campaigns today. The ones we are going to talk about are um, the three big supermarkets, Aldi, Coles, Woolies, then we've got Maya and also Australia Post. Um, I guess first question, have you each have you each worked on a Christmas campaign before? Andy, I know you've uh, spent a lot of time working on Woollies? Yeah, I did. I did I did work on a few. Katie and Toby?
2: Yeah, we just uh, we just wrapped Markle Hill Christmas, and we feel like it's um already Mother's Day over here.
3: Yeah, I worked on Aldi for some time over here and worked with Target in the states as well. so I've done a bit of Christmas stuff in different markets.
0: Fantastic, and we um we avoided the Michael Hill one because we do have you on here, uh, Katie. So um, go and see that one if you haven't as of yet. Um, I, I guess a good place to to start would be before we look at any of these campaigns individually. Um, Katie, as the I I, I guess the the Aussie on the call, um, what do you think? an Australian Christmas ad should really be or what should it really mean? I know there's these conversations of kind of representing what our local Australian culture is. How how do you think that should be um gone about?
2: Oh, that's a really tough question, Cullen. Thank you to throwing to me. I think um I think Christmas is the toughest brief for retailers. It's the toughest brief of the year because it's such an important retail moment for them um, but it's so wrapped up in the emotion and the subjectivity of Christmas and I think I think that we have to be really careful we don't end up with this long checklist of what does the archetypal Christmas in Australia look like. That I think is um, the antithesis of of great creatives, so I I think Christmas is a really tough brief, and um, I I applaud anyone who's who's worked on a Christmas campaign. Uh, Way of, Toby, of dodging what... the question.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think at all. I mean, it's it's. I think it's good to you know bring in your own experience as well. I mean. Mm-hmm. Andy, just before the call, you were saying it can be a hell of a task. What do, what do you sort of think about, I guess, the task that is creating a Christmas campaign and then, I guess, delivering on what that needs to be?
1: I think, I think it's been overcomplicated. Um, I think you have to look at the UK and America and see how they handle events like Super Bowl and Christmas. And essentially what they do is they drop their brand guidelines and they do something wonderful because essentially it's a magical time of the year and they don't go well we have to use this person we have to do that it's got to be green it's got to be about this they just tell a really lovely magical story that's designed to make people feel great about the brand they spend a bit of money and they do something a little bit magical and if it's got the rock in it or something then so much the better and you know they they have a laugh I think the problem we have over here is that we've forgotten how to do that. And we've spent so many times, we've spent so long trying to trying to do the right thing that this dreaded word that I hear all the time from, from clients all over the country, which is the humanity, it just gets filled with, you know, humans. And it does, they don't become great stories. They just become lots and lots of people sitting around a table with a big lump of pork being put
3: down just to build on that I think I couldn't agree more what you're saying is this sort of drive for humanity ironically has the complete opposite effect our stories feel less and less human we're sort of holding mirrors up to something rather than telling stories that are kind of insightful interesting compelling engaging surprising and like you said, Christmas is kind of just joyful. It's supposed to be a moment. And it's, it's interesting, the context this year, I think. It's a particularly tough grief this year. Mm. Maybe we'll get onto that a bit kind of later in, in the podcast. But I, I couldn't agree more. I feel like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of box checking, I think Katie, you said, and a lot of what we should be doing rather than let's kind of just give a little bit of value back to customers at a special time.
1: They, they spend so much time trying to talk to all people that they spend, mm-hmm. that they don't talk to anybody. And that's the problem. It becomes a piece of generic Australiana that, that's designed for everybody with a mouth basically. And, and it, you know, it does it, you know, I mean, we look at them and we, we, we say, yeah, well, that's a Christmas ad and there's a whole bunch of people getting together, but it's the same ad we've run for the last 25 years in this country. And that's the definition of what you shouldn't be doing. If you've been doing it for 25 years, do something different.
0: I guess to to your point, Andy, we we don't really have a moment like the Super Bowl in Australia where brands can just kind of go all out. Um, And obviously not every brand can or should or does produce a Christmas ad. Um, Katie, for, I guess, a retailer, you, you mentioned Michael Hill. How important is the Christmas ad? I mean, I mean, you know, what, how do they see it and what do they see the expectations of, of being, I guess, with something like Michael Hill, you mentioned you've also got something like Mother's Day, which is incredibly important as well. Oh, yes.
2: uh, look, Christmas for um, a retailer is the pinnacle of the retail calendar. Um The thing that I find interesting and we've got, um, you know, Michael Hill um, has Joe Feeney as their new CMO and she has an amazing handle on this is Christmas Christmas is important in the retail calendar, but there's no point just doing a retail campaign. You've got to do something that um, is true to the brand. And if you can drive a little bit of emotional proximity towards your brand during that time, you might just raise your head up above above every single other retailer, all vying for attention, all saying it's an important time to get together at this Christmas. So, um, yeah, our remit really was just try and tell a beautiful story that people like to enjoy and watch um, and don't mind watching again.
0: Okay, so let's um let's get on to the ads. The let's start with the most fresh of them in our minds, which is the Aldi New You Can't Overcook Christmas spot coming from BMF, which dropped this morning and debuted on TV over the weekend. Um, it builds on last year's spot well, at the same brand platform this year with two relatives battling over um a the last prawn over who's going to give give up the last prawn, which uh, quickly descends into a Jason Bourne-like chase scene. Um, let's first listen to a quick grab of that spot just here. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas.
1: Everywhere you go. More prawns? More everything, because you
0: can't overcook Christmas. Aldi, good, different. So, Katie, let's start with you here. Obviously, we've got the um, continuation of that uh, brand platform, Good Different, which was established in twenty seventeen. Um, what, what did you make of this? I know last year's Sandstorm spot caught a lot of attention as well. Uh,
2: I I loved it. I love the I've loved the positioning. I think it's it's brilliant. And I think what I love about the brand in general, not just its Christmas spot, but the brand in general, is Aldi has a really unique way of celebrating its customer, um, making the customer the hero, um, whereas it's a minor nuance, I know, but I think it's a really, really important nuance to achieve, particularly at Christmas, and one that we we find hard to achieve. Um, and I watch the Aldi spot and I go, I'm a legend. If I do my Christmas shopping at Aldi, job done.
0: Toby, we'll go. We'll go to you next. What, what did you make of this year's Aldi one? Um, I mentioned at
3: the beginning that I, I did spend some time working with Aldi um, from 2015 to 17, so I have to kind of fess up that I, I have some sort of connection there. But yeah, I, I love this. I think um, it's a great platform they've built um, over the last five years, and you know, building a distinct kind of Christmas platform as well is is kind of smart and good i think the stuff that we're not seeing here um you know you've got the main spot there's all the other stuff that goes around this i think job number 1 for aldi at christmas time is justifying their place as a well maybe not job number 1 but certainly a, a very important job is to justify their place as the kind of the kind of place that's worthy of doing your christmas shop so the quality part of the value equation and they they do all that you know they'll be i don't know 10 15 little 15 second ads that speak to their champagne monsignor premier crew lobster tails all of that stuff and does a great job of looking fantastic and really kind of going yeah i i could go to aldi for christmas and i can justify it for that kind of really premium important occasion i think the thing that i love about this spot is just a continuation of um the main spot that is Um, The fact that aldi is just kind of self-aware they know their place in in customers hearts they don't take themselves Mm -hmm. too seriously they're willing to go there they give value back to customers they entertain um it's not too self-serious and it's fun you know so that's kind of christmas for me wrapped up and yeah job done loved it
0: and um we we spoke about on last week's podcast which was the departure of Mark Richardson after a a decent stint at Aldi which has also contributed to all that. Uh, Building on what Toby's saying there Andy what do you think about I guess the approach they've taken over these last few years where Aldi is increasingly going from that challenger brand to sort of front of mind for Australians and I guess, marketing themselves as, you know, you can also get your quality Australian products here. But I guess, what do you think of the way that they are achieving that?
1: Well, they've done that through through sheer understanding of the fundamentals of advertising, which is to look at what everyone else is doing in the category and do something different. And that's it. And you only have to look at Coles and Woolworths to see the similarities between what they do and what they've always done. Aldi know they're going to do this and they know that this is about consideration, that it's, it's about putting themselves on the table and say, we're, we're a valid place to go. And they do this through just, just what people have done for 50 years, which is make something that people are going to really enjoy that, that are going to really enjoy watching and be disposed towards walking into that place as opposed to a place that's, that, that just feels, you know, a, a touch stale. It's cu- it's culturally relevant. It, it It's the only one that is. Mm-hmm. It's taking cultural tropes of superhero movies, of Jason Bourne, of The Matrix, things that people like, and thrown it into a Christmas ad. And thank God they did, because that's how to do it. We know people are going to like it because it looks like The Matrix, but it's not The Matrix. It's a granny doing a backflip, and it's naturally funny. And I don't believe that Woolworths and Coles couldn't have done this. They could have done this. And like I said at the beginning, Christmas is a time where you can basically reject everything you're supposed to do during the year and do something different and and make and just just stand out do something magical tell a fun story make it about a brand truth um and and they could have done it but but you know i just get the sense that the approval process at Aldi is possibly a hell of a lot smaller than the approval process at
2: Aldi. or or andy they've got They've got the trilogy right, so you know they've started with great, brilliant strategy, brilliant insight, uh, a brave, smart client, and it's been executed beautifully. And I think if you've got all those three things going for you, you're, you're going to end up in a good spot. It,
1: it is, you know, a tribute a, a tribute to Ma, you know, for over the last few years. But everybody seems to be on the same journey. Everybody understands what that brand is. So everyone sitting around that table expects the agency to do what it did. And I don't believe that, that many of the others do. I think that there are multiple stakeholders with multiple ideas of what they would like from a Christmas ad. And I don't think they're all aligned on a single brand direction. And so you end up with the lowest common denominator, which is what we did last year.
3: Yeah. I think to build on that, Andy, I think they just, the other brands just don't have an honest contract with the customer in, in their advertising. They don't, they're not having an honest conversation. I think the thing that I love about Albi is that they are self-aware. They know their place. They're willing to have a, a little, a laugh about themselves. It's all the other conversations that get in the way that we've all been party to in kind of marketing conversations where there's actually, you're putting a wall up between yourself and the customer. Yeah. Um, And, and I think they've done a great job and you're right. It's from, you know, Katie, it's from strategy through to execution, but honestly, it's just about truth. It's like, you know, Aldi is the kind of the other one and it's the place with the strange middle aisle where you get weird stuff that you're not expecting. Uh, And by the way, you can get lobster tails, you know, and they're really good. And, and, and I think good different, the platform is a brilliant articulation of that. And they've just kind of, from there, they've built on that. And you're right, Christmas, I think Christmas is a tricky brief for them because they've done a good job over time. But I think I think they don't need to reinvent the wheel here. They just, they've got a clear tone of voice. They know their position. Um, it's just finding things that are interesting and giving some value back to the customer, entertaining people.
1: Do you know what I love about that line is that, I don't know. I've never been in a in a, in a meeting with, with Aldi, but I know that if anyone in that room at the client side made some kind of uh, comment that, that could have derailed it, the answer from the agency is your line is good, different. You're good, but you're different. So we have to be different. That's our concept. And that shuts it down. That's their brand. They have embedded it. In their line
0: it's we we kind of revisited a lot of the the sort of i guess descriptors that richardson had spoken about in working with um the creative agency bmf over this time and in that he sort of speaks about how they cede a lot of that control over to bmf um Katie, do you think we could ever see a case where maybe that would happen with one of the other supermarkets like Coles? I know they have recently restructured their agency setup to now be completely with Omnicom buying a bit of Deloitte in there. Do you think that might, I guess, make make that a little bit easier going forward?
2: Look, I'm not sure. My answer is I'm not sure, but you'd have to hope an agency like DDB, which is renowned for incredible storytelling and it's got enormous talent sitting there you'd have to think that you'd get to a level of trust in the relationship where the client lets the agency do their thing and they work together collaboratively and I think the output will be a huge step forward Um, so you, you know we've got agencies doing this work who are absolutely best in class storytellers. Let them do that. Let them, let them show where it can go and work really collaboratively. And I, fingers crossed um, you you get there. I mean, look at Aldi. Aldi I think is obviously an example of that collaboration. I
3: think it's a choice actually. Uh, And I think it's about ambition. I, I agree with what Andy said first up about, you know, if ever you're gonna do this, Christmas is a is the brief where you you can have a go. And and I, I feel like the Coles, and I know we'll get onto this, I think the Coles and Willie's abs feel like green and red versions of the same thing. I feel like that there, there isn't the ambition there, and I know that there's really good people working on that, and 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 I know that there'll be lots of people fighting for it, but I, I think ultimately they've got to want to you know it's difficult when you're the incumbent and you're the bigger, you know, and you're p- protecting market share, and it's a challenging brief. But I think there's got to be the ambition to stand out for something distinctive and different. And and I think you know, just because I was kind of party to some of those conversations way back when, it it's, it, it retrospectively it makes sense with Aldi. Good difference, great. It, they didn't have to go there. Their business, and, their business, and everything they were doing was doing very well. And actually, coming up with a cohesive. Positioning an idea and line that held that together, I think, is kind of has has amplified all of that. But that was a big, a, a, you know, a, a big kind of a move for them to go there. Um, so I think I think it goes back to what Andy said before: it's you've got a team and an agency in partnership, all on the same page, all trying to achieve the same thing. Um, and I think that that is just, I mean, and I know plenty of good people have tried to do that on. Coles and woolies over the years um, but I just don't think you the work doesn't suggest you've got the same thing happening mm-hmm. and that same consensus and same drive right at this moment I, I, I obviously taking into account this is a really tough job I'm being critical but it just doesn't you know it doesn't sing of consensus in the same way that that, that Aldi does
1: so you're right it, it, it should be it should be the if this was repositioned as our Super Bowl and when you walk into that meeting with those Christmas scripts, everyone you're presenting to should be excited about the about how fun, different, exciting, and just plain fun the Christmas work should be. But I get I get the sense that it's the opposite of that, that it's actually the safest part of the year. And they walk in and I guarantee you, and and this is a credit to the agencies, I know there would have been 10, 20 concepts, possibly every bit as good as LD, if not better. And they were all presented and it was a very, very, very large group of people from very, very big companies who allowed a, a huge amount of stakeholders to take it away. Add add little bits here, add little bits there. No fault on them. That's their job. But the sum total is is that everyone gets a little piece of what they want. And you end up with essentially a committee-made ad. And there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, at the end of the day, Woolies will spend, and Coles, will spend tens of millions on that media. And they will get sales. But I guess the question is, could they have done something better? And could those sales have gone through the roof? I don't think they'll ever know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess let's let's go specifically onto the Coles ad now. It's the first um, with a kind of working format of that Smith Street um, agency set up. Um, The ad features one of the longest tables you've seen with the main character catering for what I think they're trying to make out is the whole of Australia, getting everyone back together, and they want also to reassure Aussies that price doesn't come at the sacrifice of quality this year. It's got lots of red, um, lots of summer, and they've also managed to fit in Curtis Stone. Um, Let's take a quick listen before we get into that one.
2: Australia is back together this Christmas. Whether it's big or small, at home or on the beach. Coles is making entertaining and gifting easy, so you can spend more time with the people you love.
0: Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy and cozy
2: That's value the Australian way.
0: It's been a big year for Coles with a, obviously a lot of changes Lisa Ronson recently departed we do have the continuation of this Value the Australian Way platform um Toby what what was your kind of overall assessment for this one did it did it kind of feel like a Coles ad is, is that a good thing should they have i guess done more to to i guess drive people through the door what, what was your initial assessment
3: um, I mean I think you know it's got like you said in the setup, it's kind of red and it's got Curtis in there and it feels kind of safe and warm and kind of christmassy and you know Coles will probably be happy with that you know that's probably job one for them and the food looks great and bravo to the food stylist and you know it's a value play um it just doesn't feel very distinctive or different to me and um, it's hard for me to get excited about if i'm if I, if I'm honest with you and I think Christmas is that opportunity so I know we're covering old ground in sort of saying that, but yeah, it's kind of hard to get excited about.
0: (laughs) Katie, we we kind of mentioned that um, Value the Australian Way platform, um, which I guess emerged kind of at the end of 2020 with Coles trying to shift onto a new platform under Ronson, but now we are the the new battleground of um, price, which is actually returning to the old battleground—the days of you know down, down. Coles is very, very iconic. Um, somewhat, uh, whether you like it or not, marketing. How, how do you think it all kind of ties in? Do, and do you think that platform works on what they're trying to do here?
2: Look, the strategist in me says you gotta, you gotta. To be true to that brand platform at Christmas because this Christmas, more than any other, we're going to have to prove value to the Australian customer. Um, The human in me says, it's Christmas. I want to feel just a closer proximity to the brand. I just want to feel joyful and happy and not sold to um, with the brand I do think yes, it's well coded. Yes, the you know the end line about value is very clear. I do think they've used some creative magnifiers trying to trying to hold our interest through through the ad, and that's that was cute, um, and I think that will also extend the life of the spot because each time you watch it, you pick up a different a different detail. Um, Look, I think I think given a really complex brief and a million hoops to jump through, um, good job.
0: And Andy, you mentioned all the stakeholders that are involved here. Um, do, do you think it, that was the case of what happened with Coles here? Is there too much going on or, or did you think they kind of um, hit there, the direction there, look, a
1: little bit? I mean, there, there would have been 50 tick boxes and they've ticked all of them um and it shows and that's why that's why the table's 10 miles long simply because of the amount of tip boxes um i can't help but look back at things like the little cabri's ad with the girl going into the shop and paying for the chocolate bar with yeah. buttons that was about value you know that that was about goodness. and i i think that it would be a huge play
2: but value in a way that drives...
1: Yeah, but, but I think it would be a, a great thing for a big company to not have to do that gigantic production. When if you would, if that thing had never existed and you had a little snowy, fuck it, snowy scene and a little girl walks in and buys the little Christmas present for mum and pays with buttons, everyone would go, have you seen that little beautiful Coles ad that's all about simple value? And it's an intimate story. And I think there's a lack of intimacy in this. It's not, again, it's not talking to me. It's talking to a country. And it's great for shareholders and it's great for the brand and it's great for all those people sitting around that gigantic table. But I think the agency were given an impossible job and they had a lot of tip boxes to tell. But but again, I can't help feeling that, that sometimes big isn't good. You know, you can be intimate. And you can, you can tell a much more beautiful story that talks directly to an individual about a very small moment that ladders up to something very big, which is about what we believe value is.
0: It's it's funny, on that point you say there, Andy, the, the, the agency and Coles say that it was the big ad that they thought Coles deserved this time around. So um, in, interesting differing of perspectives there. We've had red, now let's have green. Um, This one follows a character being taken back to her happy childhood memories growing up on a mango farm in the Northern Territory. As Woolies says, it's the little things that make Christmas special in this spot from M&C Here's a little clip from that one.
1: It's
2: the little things that really make Christmas special.
1: So we're here to help you get your woolies worth.
0: Andy, you have worked on woolies before, so let's um, get your take first.
1: Um, Well, firstly, I just need to know: are mangoes a thing at Christmas?
2: Yeah, (laughs) I have never made that connection. (laughs) Are they? Well, I think they're the Uh, fresh fruit people, right? So they've got to have mangoes quite a lot of the year.
0: I've never look, so I, I moved to Australia when I was uh, nine and I've never associated mangoes as being a, a specifically Christmas thing so that well, was my first I, impression as well.
1: You know the conspiracy theorist thinks that they've got a gigantic mango harvest. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of this brief, but being, being serious, um, look, you know the the idea of scent and how and food and how it takes you back goes back to Ratatouille. Which is, you know, this this one of the most amazing films, and you know the the food critic going back to the ratatouille that his mum gave him years and years and years ago. So I think it's a very very powerful thing. But but to to me, if mangoes are available quite a lot of the year, I think mangoes take you back to just living in Australia as opposed to Christmas. And to me, the smell of roast put, you know, of roast turkey or pam or you know, Christmas pudding is is that the, even the smell of the, the 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 Christmas tree are far more powerful to me as as signatures of of what Christmas stands for than a mango. And I and I know that they're the fresh food people, and I've not you know I, I worked on them and it and it that that's the the thing. Um, but it, it does feel a bit odd that that they've picked something that that you don't have to have at Christmas. You can have. Anytime. It's it's
0: funny, Andy. Just before we go on, I, I I think I recall reading to your conspiracy theory that it was filmed on Woolies's largest supplier of mangoes, um, the farm in the Northern Territory. So maybe maybe um, there her, is some <laughs> um,
1: her crop this year.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Toby. Go ahead.
3: Surely, mangoes. It must be a thing. Like mangoes must be at their best at this time um and getting trays of them I, I mean I've driven past at Christmas time I've seen them by the side of the road it must be it must be a, a Christmas association for people obviously yeah. I didn't grow up here but
2: yeah. I, I can't I'll think come it's out,
3: just a, a, I'll come a convenience out def- of <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll come out in defense of Woolies I will and I'll say it is a Christmas it's a Christmas holiday thing right you're on Christmas holidays it's hot mangoes are falling off the trees it goes back to what Callum said right in the beginning of what is iconic of an Australian Christmas, a mango would be. They're the fresh food people. They're drawing that evocative connection. Um, you know, I, I think strategically, I can really see what they were trying to do. Um, did it? Did it executionally get there? I'm not. I'm not sure. That's over the I, creative. People. I agree. <laughs>
1: The, the fresh food people, yes, I completely agree with. But as but as we said earlier, I think Christmas is the time to drop it. I think the Christmas is the time to drop all those things that you stand for and do something different that basically tells a wonderful story and puts you in the consideration mindset and puts you ahead of Coles, who are going to do pretty well the same that you're going to do. So but to be provocative, know, Andy. If, if, if you're running.
2: To be provocative. If you're running well, tens of millions coin.
1: of dollars worth of cards. yes, but they did it in a what they do they use the matrix. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so what do you think it would think,
0: take? What what do you think it would take for them to use say their mango to be provocative?
2: I don't think you can. You can't. I think it's it's about uh, being charming. Are we, are we write an ad?
3: I think that's the thing here. I think they're playing for, for me, I think they're playing into a version of Christmas and Christmas advertising that's kind of warm and fuzzy and safe and inoffensive and you know nostalgia is a powerful thing and they use smell to kind of lead to a nostalgia and you know guess what it allows them to go a little bit soft focus and have some really stylized kind of you know historical shots in there and and you know the track and everything is very of that you know there was a whole swathe of christmas advertising in the uk for a while that was all kind of i don't know what you call that genre of music but kind of you know post john lewis first round you know kind of <laughs> re, re, you know re-recordings like folky re-recordings of tracks you know it's a it's just warm and fuzzy and mm. i mean do i think it's interesting and different and genuinely distinctive no no but if if i kind of hold if i hold this up to the 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 Coles ad I would say that you know the characters feel more real a bit more Mm -hmm. sensitively handled it feels feels like they are actually trying to tell a story um and and I'm sure it'll do well for them actually I'm sure it'll do well for them I, I I'm I'm with you Andy that I kind of wish that they used it as an opportunity to do something else um but I I think it's um of the two, if and I know it's not the battle of the two, but of the two, I think it's the better of the, the two by far.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I think it's impossible to not, uh, I guess, bring it back together the, the, the battle of the two. I mean, but Katie, do you think there's a sense of, um, I guess these two supermarkets have for so long been the duopoly in this sector? Um, is there a fear of doing something that they might get? ridiculed for or they might try and do something like Aldi and maybe there's a fear that it doesn't hit the mark?
2: A hundred percent well I mean if we can imagine how important this Christmas period is to these guys uh from a profit margin point of view a hundred percent there would be that these things would have been researched up the wazoo for sure to make sure there's nothing offensive we won't turn off a core target um yeah I think I think that's maybe the anchor point from which this has all come, Callum, is is safety. Um, and that right. anchor point is, high. you know, the boat can only move so far around that anchor point, can only stretch so far around that anchor point. Um, and anything creative, anything creative that would have gone into research that was unfamiliar or different will not have made it through. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a and really, that's a really important you know, point. because
1: because it's not, it's not it's not a it's not a case of doing something safe or doing something crazy. That's not the choice. The choice is doing something predictable or doing something different that is still beholden to your brand. That's it. That's the only. That's all they need to do is to do something different, but it still feels like a Woolies ad. It's still got the cues but to handle it in a slightly different way. And, you know, so we're not talking about safety versus bravery, which is what I think some people think, that, that we just want to go out and do something wild. Aldi did because they got that permission. But maybe something a little slightly more intimate or uh, something slightly more Christmassy or something that's unexpected. or like, They could have done a lot of things, but, but it, it does seem to... If you you know, if you go back ten years, we you know, most ads have pretty well you know, defaulted to you know, the long table,
2: mm-hmm.
1: everyone coming together and the, the beauty shop being a big ham being put down. And that and that's worked for a long time. Well, why do we just try something different and see what happens? I don't you know, they're gonna run it enough.
0: Well, even to your point, Aldi for quite some time had the um, had the big ham and what was it—the never-ending ham or the ham that can cut for everyone or whatever the line was. But you know, to your point, they're still using some of those tropes. Um, Andy's just run out for a second, and I was mentioning to Katie and Toby that this is the first time I've had someone vaping live on the podcast before, so it's a great episode for that. firsts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: kids <laughs> might like, listen to this. <laughs>
0: it's strictly M15, the umbrella cast. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
0: so after last year's singing mailboxes, this year's Australia post uh, spot from the monkeys part of Accenture song as part of the continued spread, the Merry platform, sees a giant inflatable Santa make its way across Australia before eventually making its way to its owner's house um, very different from last year. Uh, let's have a quick listen to this one.
1: That my wandering days were over And my place was home with
0: you Spread the merry Australia Post Toby, what were your thoughts on this kind of... Um, much more relaxed and laid back approach from the monkeys and uh, australia post
3: i think we to be on that point i mean <clears throat> it's it's an interesting one as to why australia post sort of advertised at this time and what the brief is behind this but yeah, my overriding sense of watching this is something sort of laconic and easygoing and well-branded and you know christmassy uh, you know, using Christmas icons and, you know, there's a big Santa in it, but just really doesn't kind of cut it for me in terms of a piece of storytelling or anything surprising or expecting. And I I, I, don't, I know this is quite a well-liked piece of work, but for me, I, I kind of, I, it feels like a miss. It feels like there's something, I'm just looking for the payoff that I don't get. <laughs> It just feels kind of big and drifting, and kind of maybe it's about trust or you know it's a brand that kind of wants to be big and safe and all of that, but I'm struggling with kind of i don't know I'm struggling with what I'm supposed to get out of this to be honest with you, it just feels kind of safe and and comfortable,
0: which if, is if, maybe the point <laughs> i mean I mean if anything um you say I guess what's the brief but if anything, it's a reminder at the start of November that if you want any mail to arrive by Christmas, you have to send it on that date. Um Katie, what did what did you think of it?
2: I think the point of it, if if I was looking at the problem statement, I think the point of it was make people feel warm and fuzzy towards us at a time of year we're really going to need them to cut us some slack. Um, so I think that was probably as simple as it got. And I liked the reprieve from all the shoddy retail. I liked that. I, I think that used music to make me feel something towards the brand. I didn't really think too much about the brand. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I, I think it will do a job of making us all feel a little bit better towards Australia Post. Andy, Go, Andy. Did, you,
0: did you feel the same? Oh. Did you feel like Australia Post needs to be cut a little bit of slack?
1: Oh, I feel really sorry for them because, I mean, you know, Amazon Prime delivers the day after. I mean, that's what they're up against, you know. So, you know, did I did I enjoy it? Yeah, you know, look, compared to all the others and, like Katie said, all the shouty retail, it it's drifting and it's slow and it's, interesting it feels a bit big it obviously's got these big vistas probably probably about 20 seconds too long you know they could have told that story with half the amount of vistas than they did and had a much you know something a bit tighter it could have been a 30 that worked a bit harder Mm -hmm. um but i kind of kind of like the fact that he did something different you know i I like the fact that it was a little story i you know as opposed to a non-story, you know, like a, you know, would you like some ham? Yes, I'd like some ham. Thanks. Bye.
3: Katie's point around it being a counterpoint to sort of noise in an ad break, I think is a really fair one. I I mean, I guess I, I, I was sort of reacting to kind of the drift of it and just kind of being left a little bit like, unfulfilled at the end of it yeah uh kind yeah. of it sort of doesn't go there for me like it doesn't tell me anything unexpected or interesting or insightful or surprising or i don't know what the payoff is like mm-hmm. i don't know what the value exchange is mm-hmm.
2: but uh, i think toby so that I, I,
3: you're right there's some beautiful shots in there yeah. and
2: i think that might have been the problem so, though right that yeah. might have been the problem they had with the brief is that there is nothing new or surprising or different that was in the brief so maybe it was just make us all feel, feel... So you
1: think this is early consideration this 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 didn't want to say anything it was more this is
2: emotional proximity o- to the brand o- I
3: reckon about us. yeah
2: yeah just just really, yeah really emotional tough pro- brief
3: I think yeah, you're right re- Andy I mean if if the job is I mean I guess for me like if if You know, Callum, your point about like, and I don't know if this is a brief that sits behind it. The moment you said to me, I've got to get my my arse and gear (laughs) and and and, you know, the functional message, if there's a hurry up, then I'd rather have an honest conversation about that and maybe tell that in an interesting way. I'm not saying that that's the brief here, but if I guess here I'm just kind of getting safe, trusted, storytelling perspective I'm missing it and and I I I think that's probably again okay that's probably scoring in the way they want it to score I just kind of when when I kind of come into this looking at Christmas ads I just want a little bit more uh and I I kind of uh I think I think yeah that's that's kind of I just felt a little bit underwhelmed ultimately
0: I think this is a good moment to maybe discuss in general the musical choices because Mm. we did Here from the first few some actual Christmas songs this one obviously takes a very different approach and last year Australia Post news I think it was the um you make my dreams come true track sung by those mailboxes and then the the next ad that we'll get on to obviously the Maya one um maybe does follow as you say Katie this sort of shouty approach um what do you each I guess think about the 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 value of song choice in each of these ads and I guess choosing to go down the route of not taking a christmas song as we, as we've seen here i don't I know who wants to start to. that one
1: i think you have to i think i think you know there's there are so many christmas tracks it's christmas it's it's a time of year that has a specific type of music that people look forward to hearing because you know a lot of people will go on their spotify and will put on those you know that christmas playlist Mariah Carey, booblo gets you into the mood, you know. I mean, it, you know, it's playing on Christmas Day. I, so, so for me, it's uh You've got so many tracks to, you know, to to play around with, and even if you've got to get get a band to to re-record it, at least use something that's vaguely Christmassy.
2: Yeah, I concur. Don't know what the, I uh, think the
0: other two of you think
2: that. Yeah, I think music. I I'm a massive fan of music in advertising because I think it car- does so much heavy lifting for us from an emotional perspective. Um, it does. I can see both sides of what they tried to do. They're saying we've got these big Christmas icons in this spot, so that's going to allow us to maybe be a little bit distinctive with the music. Um, but maybe that's missed a trick there because it's Christmas, and we want you know we want the Christmas, the Christmas feels.
0: Toby, any thoughts on the uh, the song choice or use of? Uh, do you think we should have to have a Christmas song in there?
3: Depends on the story you're telling. Ultimately, like music is a function of that, and of course, Christmas as a moment is one that's loaded with lots of tropes and familiar things, and I think that's the kind of. The other part of this conversation that we haven't really talked about, it's, it's a really tough brief. There's so many traps. There's so much familiarity. It's like finding a way to be distinctive and different isn't, it's not a vanity project. It's, it's about finding a way to cut through stuff that we see from everyone all the time in a very shouty and cluttered environment. So music is one absolutely a part of that. And I think we probably spend a lot of time looking at advertising, so we're a bit close to it (laughs) in some of this stuff. But I I think, you know, unexpected uses and choices in music are an absolutely a a critical part of good storytelling. But I think it comes from the story first. It's like, what story are you telling? And then music's a function of that.
0: Well, I guess on that point, the last ad that we've got is um, Maya, and I feel like, the choice of music is actually potentially the driver of this spot. Um, and again, not a, um, not a Christmas one, but let's have a quick listen. It's obviously a a, a great track. Um, The campaign is from Clemenger BBDO. (laughs) Um, This this, this is telling us, well, Myra wants to tell Australians to embrace the chaos of Christmas and let the season be the reason. Um, The tune sort of feels a little bit like Aldi's um, Sandstorm spot last year. And, of course, they kind of, while we do have that song choice, it ends with the um a little Christmassy rendition of the Myra's My Store. This is the, this is the of the so we have the little Christmassy um what would you call that?
2: Audio mnemonic. Sonic there's, brand. There's, yeah, a sonic. Yes. sonic Andy, boom.
0: <laughs> the sonic boom. A- Andy, what did you make of, of this one? And the uh, we already know you don't like the track.
1: Uh. I I, 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 feel sorry for them. I, I do, and and I feel sorry for them because I, I think the execution didn't quite work. Um, I know what they were going for. It felt a little bit like they were going for Spike Jones Apple, the girl in the apartment. You know the the who was an incredible dancer. You know made something very small seem beautiful and and magical, and. Didn't quite pull it off, and I think that was more executional than than idea. I think it was a little bit about the casting, a little bit about the production values, the the, the execution of it, and I don't know if that was a budget thing, but but I will give props to them for an idea that could have looked amazing um, if it was probably shot if Spike Jones had done it. You know, it would have been a world beater but the point is it didn't and and there there were there were moments that were i didn't know if it was supposed to be a funny spot i didn't know if it was supposed to be a serious spot i didn't know if it was supposed to be a joyful spot because there's moments of all of that in there they get caught up in the in the fabric and i guess that's the funny bit you know the the they get caught up in this sort of world of rapping which you know again big points for getting through a piece that is trying to do something different and ultimately, I think, didn't quite pull it off and I don't think that Mm -hmm. was their
3: fault. Toby? Not really much to add. I I 100% agree. Like, credit for going there. I think, you know, what we've talked about previously about people not taking a swing and, you know, everything's about risk of what you can lose rather than what you can gain and this kind of you know the stance they've taken they've had they've had a go I think it is let down in execution a hundred percent and um yeah it's a shame because you've got to give credit for them to for having a go but yeah it's just ultimately it it does feel a bit confused and not quite delivering on I, I agree with you Randy is it is it funny is it I don't know what it is. It's it's certainly trying to be different. It's just let down by I think budget is an issue here, Um, and ultimately some of the choices kind of leave it feeling a little bit flat. But you know, bravo for intent.
0: Casey, do you agree? Do you think a couple of different um, decision changes could have could have left us with you know a completely different perspective on this ad?
2: I think absolutely because. I think what's working really hard in this campaign is every other channel. So when you see it out in the real world in outdoor and um, uh, um, where where you know I've seen it, I've seen it living in the real world and it is it is confident and it is disruptive and it's got some fantastic copywriting and some great lines that go with it. So I think it's actually working as a cohesive ecosystem, but the other parts are working for me, in a more single-minded manner than maybe the film piece.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they've got some of the out-of-home lines like grab Christmas by the baubles and, uh, and stuff like that. Andy, how do you think they could have, I guess, um, connected all that within that same ecosystem a little bit better? I,
1: look, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to say I haven't actually seen um, the the other part of this campaign. But grab them by the baubles, yeah, good on them. I mean, let's just do some fun headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's as, as confident as Katie says, then then great. But, but but but, you know, after thinking about it, I'm wondering if this was an edit suite thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if a lot of people had a play with that edit. I think there will be a director's cut, an agency hey, cut. I agree, Andy. A lot tighter than this. Yeah,
2: someone's gone. You know, we need it I to think, be I happier, or there, we need to be sadder. Or, yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
1: I think a director presented something that probably was a lot closer to the original vision and a lot of people got their hands on it and it might have, they might have extended scenes that, that, you know, I think it was probably designed to be a little bit more Apple than funny and I think someone somewhere has tried to extend the scenes that, that don't quite work because they want, they felt maybe it was a bit too, too, you know, cool.
3: It's let down on by production values as well. Like even just in execution, I think it's lacking a bit of love in that way. And that's probably, a, I, I agree. There's probably some edit stuff going on here, but just, you know, to deliver on that kind of thing, it needs love and attention and care and money that probably maybe wasn't here. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing. I, I actually think the Aldi spot, the Darude Sandstorm spot from last year is a good parallel here because I think that's mm-hmm. something where, in execution, they were allowed to go there. And, and it's really confident, not in a, you know, in, a, in a self-aware way. Again, it's sort of just kind of – and it's funny and it's slightly weird. It's more than slightly weird. And, but it, 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 you know, it was allowed to go to places that lots of clients would find incredibly uncomfortable. But that's yeah. that's the kind of stature of a brand that feels kind of comfortable in its own skin. Hmm. And 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 I think this is missing this is missing a bit of that. Like I don't think it's a problem of idea. I don't think it's it's a problem of execution. Um and yeah, um, but good again, good for them for, for having a go, because I think in the light of everything we've talked about elsewhere, I think at least they're having a pop.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and And also I think.
0: What did you think of? um, We sort of mentioned having a pop, Mm -hmm. and you know, we 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 kind of we kind of look at Meyer's position in market and how it has developed over over the years from a sort of department store to now having to compete against the likes of, you know, again, Amazon Prime. Um, What what do you sort of think of? uh, I guess the challenges they've got in that um, regard.
2: I think you can see it play out in this execution. So you can see someone saying, "We need to be, we need to appeal to, you know, a younger cohort. We need this acquisition growth target. We need to feel more progressive. We need to feel more modern." I think you can you can see that in this year's campaign. Um, I think they've they're really trying to dust off a little bit of the you know, the rusted on Maya shopper um, and really are trying to go after this probably slightly younger cohort. And and um, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes.
1: I completely agree. I think one of the biggest problems that David Jones and all the high street retailers have got is that, you know, Christmas shopping used to be a thing and it used to be a thing that people really enjoyed. And I think you know, that, that obviously with Amazon, you know, you can get all those presents delivered next day pre pre wrapped pretty well. But it isn't that romantic going out Christmas shopping with a kids moment, you know? Yep. And, and maybe they are trying to do something a little bit a little bit cooler to to go look, you know, we're as cool as Amazon, you know, come and come and have a go. Um and it so again, strategically, insight. All of those things were right, um, just slightly let down at the end.
0: So we've been over all five of those. Um, we, we did say at the start that we're not going to do a rating, but um, if you want to choose your favorite and your wor- your least favorite, um, if you feel comfortable doing that, uh, I'll give you the opportunity to do that, that now, um, whoever wants to start.
1: I think Aldi, Your Aldi favorite? is is the clear, you know, executed really well, on brand, on strategy, um, expected. People are going to love it. I can imagine people sharing it. it it's a, it's a, it's everything we've been saying people should be doing. I can't give. It's it wouldn't be fair on the creatives to go and this is the worst one. I don't you know I'm not. I don't want to be that guy because yeah. all of them would have presented wonderful scripts and, it, and it's not agency side i do worry that that this is possibly committee on the other side and that's the problem i think that that on the on that client side they have to realize that that the fewer people in that room with the power to say yes the better that work's going to be yeah. if you give 30 people the The opinion to and, and the capacity to change and then research you will end up with what you did the year before and the year before and the year before that, and so again you know it would not be fair for for for, for those those agencies to go and this one's shit it's not fair you know that they they would have presented incredible stuff
3: i don't think that i don't think that's shit I think it's that they're, they're all kind of playing a different game and and you know it's not through intent like lack of intent again I I, I, I 100% agree with you Andy that I think that it's, there's a kind of a clear sense of consensus that's had to be kind of met through a lot of this work and the most interesting work comes from ownership and individual choices and empowerment and all of those things and I don't think it's a surprise that you've got a business like Aldi that you know, they're essentially an operation, an incredible operations model. They roll things out to market in an incredibly smart way. They get out fast and quick. They make choices. Uh, they, have, they have smaller stores. They have a rationalized kind of approach to the products they choose. And they think about marketing in the same way. They have an empowered team, a small team, and then they have some trusted partners that they empower to go and make some choices with them and go and make some great work. I think... A lot of the other work is kind of about safety and about consensus, and and the the kind of slight shame here again, it's not a lack of intent. there's loads of good creative people working on these things, trying to break them open. The slight shame here is that that you know, if ever there's an opportunity to kind of break mm-hmm. out of that, it's Christmas, and mm-hmm. it's like it's a choice. It's ultimately a choice. Christmas is the retail moment that we now know, and we look at advertising in the UK as you know. Uh, You know, John Lewis, actually, you know, of course, there was Christmas advertising before, but they, you know, I was working in the States when the first John Lewis ad came out. and Everyone used in the UK previously used to talk about Super Bowl. Well, actually, John Lewis made Christmas like a Super Bowl moment. Uh, And that's Adam and Eve. And that's smart people like grabbing it by the scruff of the neck and making a choice to go and do something that actually really engages with, with consumers and customers. And, and I think Overwatch
1: that's is the only is the only brand that I can think of that actually puts out a teaser for the Christmas app. and that's such a vindication for the success of that campaign, that, that it is that, that they will tease it out in the way that Marvel will tease out frames of the next big blockbuster.
0: But even to your point that it's become such an expectation in the UK that um, I don't know if any of you saw the, the this year's John Lewis ad mm-hmm. which came out at the end of last mm-hmm. week which was received pretty uh, universally I think people loved it uh, but that that was despite the fact that they went a completely different direction this year and actually took on an issue within that campaign as well. Um, Good
1: on it. Absolutely, you know, you yeah. know, there's only so many foxes jumping up and down on trampolines they can do, and and they've and they've decided to do something different again. And they've I've done it they've done taken it in
2: Christmas. their I've done it in their uh, in their style of beautiful storytelling, being single-minded, bringing the you know bring the emotion, um, and you know the 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 way they've put different ingredients together, but they've still come out with this magnificent piece um yeah they've told a
1: singular human story yeah you know a singular human story well told with the best people in the business putting it together they're they're just wonderful pieces of film and you know congratulations adam and eve for always you know pulling it out the bag
3: the thing is is and what you see here is that it's all the hard-earned work. It's the work they've done over years and years that attracts the talent to work on the briefs, that attracts directors to want to work on it, post-production companies to want to work with it. You know, they, they've created this and they've earned the right. And, it, you know, it is it is an interesting challenge for them because they're always up against what they've done before. Um, but I, I did think this year was an interesting kind of zag. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting cultural moment, I think, um, and I I think it's particularly difficult in the UK at the moment and finding that emotional sweet spot of kind of playing it right. I think people were very conscious about not sort of being grandiose at Christmas. Mm. And I think, I think something that John Lewis have always done very well and Adam and Eve have already done, always done very well is kind of sensitively tell stories in a way that it just kind of feel, I think you use the word human Andy, I know that's just a kind of a catch-all, but they just feel like real stories, and they don't feel like they're shouting about anything. They, they they kind of pay some respect to the customer and the consumer and the what you know the viewer. They don't tell you the answer before they've even you know they, they just tell a story. Um, and I think it, I thought it was beautifully beautifully handled, actually. Um,
1: yeah, it, it's we, we've moved on from COVID, and and the situation in England obviously is austerity, Brexit chaos in government a lot of people are suffering a lot of people are going to suffer with the energy bills this year and so what they've done is they've done a story about someone helping someone else and that's a perfect reflection of what people believe they need right now is is for people to help each other because there are going to be a lot of people in a lot of trouble in the UK this 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 winter and so I think again really really well thought out insight
3: i was just going to say sorry, just to build on that. Even that idea, it it could have fell flat in execution, and I know that's a again that's a truth of of pretty much everything we make. But I, I think I think there's not. I didn't I didn't look at this and go this was hugely insightful. Exactly. I felt I feel like it's got a finger. It's got its finger on the pulse. Yeah, but I feel like it was beautifully beautifully handled and executed in a very sensitive way and 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 i think that's the difference between sort of good and great often is just like people that care about it right through the process to the very last moment in an edit and and they they've earned that through years of producing this work and they get the right people like i was saying they get the right people around this stuff but you can feel it
0: have we uh, got any final thoughts on the ads we've discussed today? Uh, uh, and if we don't, um, maybe just finish on if there's if there's a favourite Christmas ad that you've got over the years. Obviously, aside from the John Lewis ones, um, it'd be great for you uh, to off just off the top of your head. I know it's on short notice, but uh, it might be a nice way to finish.
1: I, I think that the years ago, the truck stop in the snow where the where the coke van. Pulls up next to the Pepsi van, and these two, you know, gruff delivery guys, sit down. One drinks Coke, one drinks Pepsi. They swap the glasses and go, "Yeah, it's pretty good." and yeah. it was such a beautiful little spot. It was like a little truce of Christmas, and I went, "Yep, yeah, that'll do."
0: Katie, you got a favourite?
2: Look, I don't have a favourite. I've always been a massive fan of the John Lewis spots, and we've talked about those to death. I love that spot. Andy just mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I think my favourite is is a genre. is a beautiful is a beautiful well told story.
0: Toby, so you you looks like you were you were trying to think very hard of one there. Have you managed to?
3: I'm going to sit on that. I can't think of anything that would be my favourite favourite. I mean, I, I, I just think John Lewis, for, for everything they've done in creating, I mean, obviously they didn't create the moment, but for creating an advertising moment in a way that wasn't there, I think they deserve all the credit they get for that because, again, it's a choice and I think they went out there and great people went out there and put some stories out that really connected with people to the point that the newspapers write about them before they come and they can tease them and everything we've talked about. So I can't think of which is my favourite execution mm. of that. Um, but but I think that they deserve all the credit they get.
0: I was just going to say, Andy, I guess we the, back on the conversation that we spoke about with the challenges that Maya are facing right now, it's even more, I guess, important for John Lewis to have created that over these last 10 years because they've kept themselves... As the one people are talking about, while your Amazons, while the 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 likes of those are kind of increasingly eating in on that um, every year. Sorry, Andy, go ahead. No, I mean
1: I think if there's a conclusion to all of this, it's Australia. You know, England. You know, as Toby said, England has created a Super Bowl moment at Christmas. The Americans have got their Super Bowl moment in the Super Bowl. Australia doesn't have anything like that, and I think. If anything's come out of this, it's, you know, th- th- there can be a moment of the year where advertising can unshackle itself and do what it does best, which is tell amazing stories by professional people who understand the brand with, with clients who want to do something different. And I think we could create something extraordinary that really, really pays off for all those brands involved and gives the agencies an opportunity to show just how much creative firepower they've got. It would be great for the directors, the production companies. We just need one moment a year where we just go, throw away the rule book, throw away the guidelines, let's do something that everyone's going to love, and just one moment, and then we can go back to guidelines, January (laughs) one.
2: (laughs)
0: well i I think that just about um ties it off as you said andy to summarize everything which you've just done there um that was that was great getting your all of your insights on it uh i'm sure it'll be a great listen for for those listening and uh thanks again to to each of you for joining me today
2: thanks for having us
0: that's it for this extended edition of the Umbrella cast audio campaign review edition thanks again to my palace for joining me today and also thanks again to kalila who unfortunately due to a couple of connection errors was coming down. in the post so uh, sorry Kalila. Um, anyway we'll be back next week so see you then cheers